Next Chapter Podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The 500 The 500 J.A.M. been walking us down through that 2012 edition So it ain't nothing to new Hundreds more to go And in need of a friend The king of peace for Angelo Talking the 500 until the end Talking the 500 until the end with my man J.M. On the 500, talking the 500 until the end. I mean, this title, is, is it sexual? It, it sounds like they're talking about the guy's doodads. Just by the name, the Naz are blue. What are the Naz, and why are they blue? Who knows? It's by the Yardbirds from the 1966 self-titled record, also known as Roger the Engineer. It's also number 350 out of 500 on my show, The 500 with Josh Adam Myers. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas right now because I'm doing the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. So if you are in Austin, come out and see me bam 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 travel down the road and back again your heart is blue your apparel and a confer down i'm also going to see corn on tuesday i'm excited about that but if you're in texas come and catch me this weekend at moon tower comedy festival i'm there until saturday doing the jam doing shows man i got a bunch of dates coming up october 14th i'm in plano texas October 24th, I'm in New Jersey. Then I'll be at Skankfest South. I'll be in Cancun doing the JFL Escapes. I'll be in Edmonton. I'll be in Vancouver. I'll be in DC. I'll be back in St. Louis. I'll be in Poughkeepsie. I'm, I've got dates in the weirdest places. Can we get me out of Texas? I feel like I'm only in Texas. Can you guys please request me at your club? Say, hey man, I want to see Josh in Philly. Hook a brother up. Also join the Patreon. $5 a month gets you everything. You know what it gets you? It gets you to help out this podcast. Help us out, guys. We have a huge staff of 39 people, and we are all so broke that we're eating one bean for dinner. One bean diet. It's not fasting, just one bean. And it's delicious. It's a good bean, but we need more. 
So for $5 or more a month, join the Fleece Army, man. I'll give you a ranking. Patreon.com backslash the 500 podcast. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe. It's uh, YouTube.com backslash Josh Adam Myers. It's mine. Uh, the videos are posted there on Thursday. And if you join the Patreon, you get them on a Wednesday. Hook a brother up. Hook us up. Hook us up. Hook us up. up, up. Another Yardbirds record. How excited are you guys? So this is our second journey with the band, the Yardbirds. Truth be told, I dig this one a lot more. And let me tell you something. We might have our Yardbirds connoisseur, our expert, our sommelier of the Yardbirds, the one and only Wayne Fetterman, guys. I brought him back. Why? Who knows? I love him. That's why. I brought him back because I think Wayne Fetterman is one of the sweetest, nicest people I've ever met in my life. I love him to death. Uh, incredible comic, an incredible actor. You've seen him on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, he is co-producing Judd Apatow's uh, George Carlin documentary for HBO. We're going to talk about that. And he's got a new book called The History of Stand-Up from Mark Twain to Dave Chappelle. The guy is a legend. He is the sweetest person in comedy. Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to The 500 and listen free on all platforms or anywhere you get your pods. And if you're listening on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a review. Follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. And for all tickets, go to joshadammyers.com. Email the podcast at 500podcast at gmail.com. Follow the Facebook group, The 500 Podcast with Jam. And for all things 500, go to our website, the500podcast.com. Well, here it is. Number 350 out of 500. Roger the Engineer by the Yardbirds. What's up, Fleece Army? Before we get into the pod, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about our new sponsor, Keeps. Now, you understand what it's like getting older. Because I know a lot of you are probably around my age, late 30s, early 40s, some of you in your 50s, some of you even in your 60s. And when we were in our 20s, we had thick, luxurious heads of hair. Well, sadly, you get older, you get some, I think it's called DHT. It starts fiddling with your doodads. And next thing you know, your hair gets thinner and it starts falling out. Don't worry, we have a solution. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss and this company, Keeps, offers both of them. I have actually been using Keeps before they became a sponsor, about a year and a half ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic. I started noticing, because I had COVID, I started noticing my hair getting a little thinner. I started noticing that, yo, so I need to do something. So I started getting the pills, I started doing the drops, and let me tell you guys, my hair has never looked better. It's a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. They offer super convenient virtual doctor consultations so you don't have to go anywhere. The medication is delivered straight to your door every three months. Treatments start as low as $10 a month and packaging is real discreet so you can keep it on the low so nobody has any idea. Now, if you've tried other hair loss treatments without any success and you think this is gonna be more of the same, just check out the customer testimonials. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm doing it. I don't lie a lot, but I don't lie when it comes to hair, man. This is a, this is a, this is a big deal for everybody. You know what I mean? It's tough to go from a, a thick furry to a, to a light scurry. You know what I mean? So if you want to, go to the customer testimonials, see quotes from real people and before and after pictures on their website. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Jam 500, and you get to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K E E P S dot com 
slash jam 500 jam 500 and you get your first month free keeps.com slash jam 500 and now back to the pod first of all well who dropped out who dropped why am i doing this Nobody dropped out. Nobody I, dropped out. Don't no, lie to me. Don't lie I to Fetterman. I swear to God. I swear to God, nobody dropped out. Do you understand how hard it is to book the Yardbirds? Like, okay. I, and I, dude, and I got to a point where I was just, they were like, well, we could get Jerry Cantrell. Nope, he can't do it. Well, what about this guy? And they're like, he can't do it. And I was just like, just get Fetty Watt back on. Like, okay. he's too much fun. We're going to have a blast. And that's all that we'll matters. Good time. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's just do it. Let's do it. All that, what we just did is done. That was the perfect intro. It couldn't get any funnier than that. Yeah, Honestly, yeah I love it. If we would have tried, it still would have been perfect. Half ass. And also, we have to fill an hour after we've already filled an hour. I'm good. It. There's so much stuff I want to talk about. It's I'm, I'm loaded. Oh, I'm loaded. well, then here. So, like, all right. So, what? So, just so everybody knows, uh, mm-hmm. we did a record a month ago. Yep. Having a rave up. That's 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 before this one, right? Well, yes. That is, uh, this is a studio album. Yes, this is Jeff Beck. Yeah, that was Clapton, but there was some Beck on. It was Clapton on side one and then Beck on side two. Mainly live stuff, right? Wait, I, I think it was, I think it was vice versa. I think You're right. Was, You're right. You're it right. It was Beck on side one and Clapton on side two. Right. It was Beck on side one, Clapton on side two with a uh, live, live Clapton, right? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, you know, we, there were things that we loved about it. There was things that we definitely agreed on, some things yeah. that we disagreed on. We, you, we found out that you hate Gregorian chants. <laughs> Why are you so anti-chance, dude? Because there's we, we're going to talk about it because there's All a couple. Right. There, yeah, there's <laughs> a couple weird things on this one too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that was number three fifty-five. Which one is this, Adam? Is this three fifty? Three fifty. Oh my God, we've done a hundred. Oh, so this is pre. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'm an idiot. I'm re- the, the numbers mean nothing. The numbers. I got it. I got it. Wait, I got it. Did you see that? Did you see the Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs? They just re-released that. No. No. And What's number one? What's number one? Adam, pull it up for us because we got to fill time. You don't. I have a lot to talk about. I, think I know gonna... you do, but this yeah. is this is. I like doing this organic stuff because I want course, somebody. I want somebody right now at home. When somebody in the fleece army that's been following along for years to be like, just get to the fucking record. Just get to the song called fucking. I can't make your way. Just get to. I can't make your way. Please talk about that. All right. What's number one, Adam? Still scrolling down here to get. Come on, man. You're supposed to be quick oh, with all this. Oh, yeah, they do it that way. They do it in the backwards order. Yeah. I think number one, let me guess. I think number like one. what's going on or something no, like that? No, it's not. It's something. It's, fuck, dude. I know number six is Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. Yeah, okay. I understand what's going on. I, I that's in happening. the top. All right, what do you got, Adam? So number one is Aretha Franklin, Respect. Respect, okay. yeah. A cover song, okay. by the way. Right, Who sang it first? The guy who wrote it, um, <laughs> Jimmy Boom Boom. No, 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 no. Like a famous. Uh, all right, I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, you're not. First of all, I'm super tired. I was in Reno last night, so I'm like, I'm what were you doing? Very jet jet lagged. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You don't need to know. Don't need to know. <laughs> Otis Redding wrote the song. Otis Redding. There we go. Dock of the Bay. 
Really, Otis Redding wrote, wrote Otis it Redding and be- recorded it before she did. Yeah, Otis Redding has become one of my favorite artists of all time. There's a uh, there's a live whiskey uh, Otis uh-huh. Redding three nights live at the Whiskey Go Go. Uh, it's some of the best. It's like I'd put it up there with Sam Cooke live at the Harlem Square Club for top live records that I've ever listened to in my life. I wish it was on this list because I would love to do a deep dive on it. I've listened to it 40 times. Right. Um, But he wrote that. Yeah, I know. For some reason, his name just blank. But he wrote and recorded that song before she did. And then she obviously did the definitive version. For Atlantic Records. Ah, all right. What do we yeah, got? Yeah, that Adam? is a good song. That's a good song. Coming in at number two is Public Enemies Fight the Power. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, put it in and post. Kick it. Oh, come on. Get down. That's a great song. It is a great song. Is it the number two song in the history of songs? No, but <laughs> I mean, let's find out what number three is. What's number three? Let's um, just. Sam Cooke's uh, A Change Is Gonna Come is number okay, two. Okay, okay, okay. But that that I think was number one before, uh, but we don't have to verify that. I'm almost positive that was like number one for a long time. All right, what do we got at number four? Oh, Lord wow, we're Ford's still going. Like I love it. Stone. What? Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good I, one. I, that's, a, that's a kind of old school Rolling Stones right, song so with right Rolling now, Stone in it. Right now we're four for five, which we kind of agree with. And now what do we got? What do we got? Our number five, it's Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, that is. I actually do agree that is. Okay, we are four for five. That's what I meant. You you like that song, right? You like that song. How can you not? How can you not? Man, that that, that album is so good. And I love the the inside, the music, when Dave and they talk about it. They talk about how... The secret of that album was that all of those songs are very simple, almost childlike songs done in this style of like loud, soft, loud, soft. Yeah. And that was like there, that was the key to it. It was like, oh, I never even imagined that was the key to the success of that album. I would love to get your opinion on this because I talked to Papa about this last week. I had Tom Papa on. We did uh, Neil Young uh, and Crazy Horse, Russ Mm -hmm. Never Sleeps. And there's that famous line. Is it better to burn out or to fade away? Yeah, and yeah. we got into a deep discussion about how would Nirvana be Nirvana if he lives? Yeah, I think so. I think really? so. Again, it's completely subjective. Who knows? It's an impossible question. Thanks for asking it. No one knows <laughs> what an alternate universe is going to look like. There's so many, too many variables. Too many variables. Having said that, having said that, I just think that album was so huge when it came out. That it's still, but yes, I do think the early death did solidify the legend. No question. Right. All right. All right. And now coming in at number six, Adam, tell us. You got Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Well, of course. Okay. Never mind. It's not number six. Yeah. Number seven was the Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. And wow, that's the top Beatles one now. Interesting, John eight, Lennon. Infamous Get Your Freak On. There is, what is that doing in the top ten <laughs> greatest songs ever? Nothing against it, dude. Missy, if you're listening, I know you're in the Fleece Army. I know you love this show. <laughs> Missy, I'm not trying to shit on you. You and Jermaine Dupree and Timbaland have all written to me and said how much you love the 500, <laughs> how much you love and miss Morty, and how Adam is doing his best. And how he kept, everybody kept saying, they were the ones that, uh, Fetty, that were like, we want more Fetterman. We right, want a right. Patreon episode of just you and Fetterman right. talk and talk and walk and walk. And I just can't believe that that song is in the, 
in the top 10. Top 10. I don't know. You know, this is, can I just push back a little on that? Push. Slightly. Because obviously I wouldn't, but this is just a uh, absolute 100% uh, perfect example of time marches on. That's all it is. Just time marches on. And like a lot of people, that's an old song for them. That's an old, like classic song that they made. Crazy. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy. Is that's that what I'm saying. Just try to wrap your head around that a little bit. And yeah, of course it seems like, yeah. Why are you talking about that song amongst the Bob Dylan songs? But it's all the same. It's all in the same wash at that this point. I remember when that came out and I was a, I was yeah. a, a private party DJ. So I DJed at middle <laughs> schools and high schools and bar mitzvahs. Right. And, and if you see my set, this is before comedies, the restraining order, right? Before the restraining order, uh, before actually, the ankle, was, the, the that ankle? was when it was in the injunction period. Oh, when okay. I, when I, when I was able to, when did to. the anklet thing come on? When did the, <laughs> that was the in 2006, that was okay. in 2006 okay. before I moved out here. I cut it. I just said, you know you what? Did? I'm, I'm oh. on the lamb. I'm on the lamb. I'm leaving Maryland. I'm out of state they can't get me right uh i, I cut the breathalyzer from my jeep and I, I still got it i got it framed right here gold plated uh -huh. yeah. bronzed i'm gonna give it to uh, my kids we'll pass it down through generation after generation uh that and uh the billboard uh number one single award for get your freak on uh remix right. uh featuring public enemy um Nah, I listen, it's just, I remember when that came out and I was like, oh, this is like drum and bass. This is a British music that, you mm -hmm. know, was very popular in the dance scene. That's very dark. And, and it was actually the rave music that I really identified with. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's really cool because it's yeah. biting off this DJ named Ronnie Size and Ed Rush yeah. and Optical and these, these really big British DJs. But it wasn't anything that revolutionized the wheel. It wasn't anything that was like, this is so trend setting. It wasn't even number one for that long. I'd love while, while we, cause we got to get into the record. We've yes, already spent yeah. eight, nine minutes on this. And so Adam, what I want you to do is I want you to find out the statistics on get your freak on of like how, how long it was number one, all that stuff. While Wayne, who's done all the research on no. Roger, the engineer. I have a lot of tangential research is more what I have. <laughs> okay. Well, I, so, yeah. so for me here, I'll give me, and then you give you, because what yeah. I think is this is the record that made me say, I like the Yardbirds now. Now I really like them. Now I mm -hmm. really dig what they were doing. I think they made, cause I, I saw this written as a psychedelic record and I was like, this is, this is a blues album through and through there's some psychedelic elements but in my opinion this is a blues album i think what about the chanting what about the chanting oh we are gonna get to that dude well the first couple cuts of this album are incredible right incredible yeah incredible yeah they come out of the gate strong and then they somebody steps on a shoelace he stumbles into the bass player and it all kind of unravels with the rave ups the first two are really incredible i'm ready to talk about it it's talk. Uh, but first of all the thing is this album was never released in the united states so i'm from the united states this is an english album they years maybe i don't know 15 years ago they put out a cd with the that I highly recommend because it has the mono mixes and the stereo mixes and the single. But yeah, it never it, it got released in the United States under a different name, not as Roger the Engineer or anything. Yes. Like that. So I've got this is what I've got. The background is this: it's not. It's originally released in the UK. Yep. This is the only UK studio album and third US record 
Uh, it was released in July on both sides of the pond, three days apart. This is all right. So are you sure about that? What you just said? I because just keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. This is the only Yardbirds album that contains Jeff Beck on all tracks and is all original material. That is true, right? None of our Jewish friend doing it. Graham, whatever that guy's was. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Heifendorf. What's his name again? What was his name? I can't remember. Keep Graham Gano. He played for the, he played, he's also a punter for the Washington football team. The band led by Ralph and McCarty skewed cover material, writing the entire album themselves. They were allotted a whole week to record the album. And according to uh, Dreja, resulting in a crammed eclectic mix of blues, hard rock, here you go, dude. Monkish chanting <laughs> and African tribal rhythms. Mm -hmm. Beck's guitar lines were a unifying constant throughout. Over, under, sideways, down, and Jeff's boogie were recorded earlier in a two-day span in April. And then it got the nickname and eventually became the semi-official title Roger the Engineer due to the drawing on the album cover done by bassist Chris. I'm going to keep thinking I'm going to fuck his name up. Dreja? Am I saying that right? Wayne? I think so, yeah. So of audio engineer Roger Cameron on the UK release, the US release got a boring cover with the band on it with two members shown sideways. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's not called Roger the Engineer. And the that's all I meant on the US side. And it's a slightly different track listing for the US. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. that was something, If, if uh, to, to everybody listening at home, uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Evil Lord Spotify, just to let you know, it is very confusing because there's like nine different versions of this record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on yep. Spotify. Adam, who does uh, my research for me and kind of lays it out. When I when I sat down to, to do the work on this and do my notes and everything, I was like, I was like, wait, this isn't, I couldn't find the version yeah, that, that, that we laid out on this. So did we go by the US version or did we go by the um, UK? We went by the US version, but I did leave the two tracks that were on the UK version in there in case you did want to talk about them. Okay, good. Oh. Do you have the statistics on Missy Elliott? Do you want to read them? So, it, so let's see here. It reached number seven on the U.S. Billboard yeah, Hot It's not even a number one. Songs, number three yeah. on the U.S. Hot R&B and Hip Hop. Number 19 on U.S. Mainstream Top 40. It was certified platinum. Uh, do, do, they, do they give you like a little read? Like, do they give you a write-up of what they say about why it's number, number six? Eight. I think, it's, I think it was eight. Do they say anything? I've got to go back. I was looking up the chart numbers. Now I'm going back to the Missy Elliott uh, capsule on here. All right. Well, here, while you look that up, because this is going to be the underlying focus of this episode, yes, get yeah, your definitely. freak on and, and oh, pull out your notes. <laughs> pull out your notes. What do you got? Cue cards? What's on your cue cards? Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on the corner of Gray Street. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. 
I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. So you tell me, what are your thoughts on this? What'd you like? What'd you didn't like? Well, let's listen to the, let's go track by track. I, I like, you know, I, I like Jeff Beck. What I really like about this album is the tour they did in the United States that by the end of the tour, Jeff Beck is out of the band and Jimmy Page is in the band. It's an incredible story of, and when they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in a little place called Cleveland, Ohio, Beck is still upset. Jeff Beck, I know people think of the other Beck. Jeff Beck is still upset. He's like, you guys kicked me out of this band. Hey, why the fuck did you? Like during the acceptance speech, it's one of my favorite in the moment. Pull of it the up. Ex- Pull yeah. it up, Adam. Find that right now. I have to watch Jeff Beck throw a fit. Throw we a have fit. It? It's going to take right. a while. It's going to take poor a while. Adam. He's, poor he's Adam. a slut. Yeah. <laughs> poor Adam. <laughs> poor Adam having to deal with me being like, look up the statistics on, uh, on Hey Ya by Outcast. All right. So, but do you know why they got kicked out of the band? Why did he kick them out? Well, there's a number of different stories, but basically he was a bit of an F up and he um, would kept missing rehearsals and shows, kept missing shows or was drunk and, yeah, and they had Jimmy Page. It was the double guitar whammy lineup. And by the end, Jeff Beck was like, they kicked him out of the band and he was gone. And then Jimmy Page took over that band and two years later turned it into Led Zeppelin. Kicked oh. out the other members and turned it into Led Zeppelin. Literally, Led Zeppelin's first tour was called the New Yardbirds. Really? Yes. Were they, they were doing built- were they? Were they doing stuff off of Led Zeppelin 1? Yeah, they were doing stuff off of Led Zeppelin 1. Let me just give you an example. I know it's not on this album, but this is the last Yardbirds thing on this list, right? So, I think it is. Adam, I feel like we're going to have nine more in the next two months. So (laughs) stay ready, Wayne. Anyway, do you know the song Dazed and Confused? Of course. Okay. So Dazed and Confused, a showpiece off of Led Zeppelin 1, was played on in the Yardbirds. With the this with Chris and all of these other guys, including, and I know this is going to blow your mind, the uh, violin bow section. Really? Yeah, yeah. So the whole Leds, you know that that was all started with the Yardbirds when Jimmy after Beck gets kicked out after obviously Clapton quit. We talked about that last time, mm-hmm. and now I mean. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. The music legends that came through this band, and then he's uh, he took over. 
the last dates of called the New Yardbirds that were done. Peter Grant was their manager, and then he kicked out those other guys, or they quit, and then he brought in Plant and you know John Paul Jones and John Bonham. And that's the start of it. But so, but he was playing Yardbirds showpieces like Days and Confused, by the way, called at that point, I'm Confused. As we all know, <laughs> Jimmy Page stole that song from a guy named Jake Holmes when it yeah. was called Dazed and Confused. Jake now gets some credit on that. But you, you know that uh, that's one of my favorite little like hidden what? Easter eggs in F is for Family um, is because Bill is such a huge Led Zeppelin fan, but he right. obviously knows how much they stole and how they're <laughs> known for that. And so Nicked. they, they call it that's the English people got nicking. Are they, no, they nicked it. They nicked a lot, but like he literally, there's a band in my character's record store. There's a, there's a posters for like a band that looks like Led Zeppelin called lifted riffs. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, so thinking about all this stuff you just said about the Yardbirds yeah. and yeah. then being like this, I don't know, like a, like a training ground almost for guitarists. I mean, who they right. had, they had Beck, Page, Clapton, do you yeah. think this band is overlooked for its importance? No, I don't. I think people, I think it has the right importance of it. The problem with this band is they were, their lead singer wasn't a great singer. I hate to say it. And I, even his sister admitted it. And I think that held that band back a little bit. But if you watch their live performances, they're such a fun rave up kind of like kids going crazy. Yeah. Early prototype hard rock you know, music, even before like MC5 and all of this is mid 60s, you know, this is so they were a real I feel like they were a better live band than maybe studio band. But I I'd like all I like their stuff. It's just I don't think this is the irony. You ready? Yeah. I don't think they were produced great, which is hmm. weird because Roger, the engineer, is on the cover of one of their things. And I don't know if it was engineered that great. If you <laughs> listen to the way <laughs> If you listen to Cream or Jimi Hendrix, which, you know, are the next or Led Zeppelin and then Led Zeppelin. To, yeah. You're like, oh, this is how you produce this kind of music. So they're great. They're great. But yes, I do. I think they're a, a step below those guys. I don't know. What do you think? You know, the Cream Hendrix Zeppelin sound. I mean, if you talk about all of those bands and then you say, well, they all came from this band right here. I mean, then obviously you have to realize how important they are. This They're is important. The, this is a train that, you know, this was like, I'm trying to think of something that was like that now. I mean, it's uh -huh. say, I mean, it's something that keeps popping in my head is like Wu-Tang, just because Wu-Tang started as this group and everybody went off and did different things. Mm -hmm. Nobody really blew up to the point where, like, you know, Eric Clapton level or, or Led Zeppelin level. What about level that band? Um, Menudo? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course, Menudo. No, the one uh, – uh, it was like a boy band, but then one of the guys, like, blew in up. sync? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. All right. So like, let's let's do In Sync. Let's do In Sync because that and actually. I think In Sync is more popular than the Yardbirds were. It, well, In Sync was. I mean, when In Sync dropped, dude, it was. Damn. I mean, that was when that was when I was uh, the restraining order was off. I could DJ middle schools again. <laughs> when I was out there, and dude, you would play Bye Bye Bye. Right. And that sounds everybody, still. Yeah. And you still play that now. And yeah. people would go crazy at a bar. And if you played when their second or third record came out, the one with pop, I think it was called pop. Um, and it was like, there was a song called dirty pop. And I remember I just, you put that on and it was, it wasn't a very good song, but it's just people 
were just in love with those guys, guys and girls. It wasn't just the girls. Like, everybody danced. Maybe the guys were just dancing to it because the girls were dancing to it. But, right. you know, out of everybody that blew up, only really one has a career that's still focused in music, and that's Justin. Like, JC didn't do anything, really. He had a solo record that was whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Lance Bass kind of became this gay icon. The other Joey is now, like, on every Impractical Jokers cruise, and he's the nicest mm -hmm. guy ever. I've hung out with him a bunch. Uh, to all oh, the, wow. To, okay. To all the Bonfire listeners, he's my homie. Um, I got, I've been getting a lot of flack. We had a lot of deaths recently and I, I had to put up a lot of posts about how I knew all these. I knew like, I knew Michael K. Williams from the wire. And I put up, I, dude, oh, wow. like, I spent like three months partying with him in Baltimore. And, and when I told big Jay Okerson about it, he was like, of course, you know, Michael <laughs> K. Well, of course you, you know, everybody, if Ozzy Osbourne died, you'd be like, Oh, that's my homie. And I was like, so they're all, they're all rest. <laughs> so maybe out. it's not a great, ex I, you know, it might be, and I'm just floating this out, and Adam, you can jump in too. It might be that they're just unique in the history of music as this sort of breeding ground that yeah. gave us all these. They were popular. I mean, you know, they were a popular band. They just weren't. They weren't the Beatles. They weren't the Rolling Stones. They yeah. weren't. They were a level below. But here's what's funny is that even with all this amazing talent, we can criticize this music. Like you can say it's not produced well. You can see the flaws in this music. Whereas when you listen to Led Zeppelin, you're right. almost like, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a perfect sound. They they figured out how, like you said, dude, you said it perfectly, where it's like they they figured out how to record this music. This right. is before all of that. So this, so let's even say this, maybe. If this album is produced a little bit better, who knows? Like maybe these bands don't break up. Maybe they actually the Yardbirds become this enormous band, uh, right? Right. Bigger than so Led Zeppelin doesn't have to be Led Zeppelin. And again, I think if again, I really like this band. I I felt like the lead singer and there was a little too much harmonica solo, especially when you have Clapton, Beck, and Page in your band. Yeah. I don't want to hear a lot of harmonica solos. Yeah, this isn't Blues Traveler. <laughs> and look, there's a little harmonica in Led Zeppelin, but uh, it was like a little bit with uh, Robert Plant put in there. Yeah. So I would say those are the big reasons I think that maybe that, and maybe they're just before their time. Maybe it's one of them, because they're sort of blues, like you said, and they're a little psychedelic. And of course, they're monk chanty. Very monk chanty. Um, before we get into <laughs> By the, the tracks, way, that's the name of my uh, new blog, Monk Chanty. <laughs> monk Chanty. Oh. You remember it. How can you forget, man? How can you forget? Uh, who do you think influenced them? The Yardbirds, who, because, and this is the other thing, too. Oh, it's like, that's why a do great they, question. This is, oh, I know, I know. This I do know. This I do. Go ahead. Who do you got? This is because they're from, like, this is. England and during the war, we talked about this. They, a lot of soldiers came over from the United States and a lot of those blues records and early rock records really became very popular in London and in Liverpool in particular, because that's where they guys got off the ship. And so they were into that music. Those, these little, the and this is another thing about the blues in England. And I'd love to have your thoughts. Like, is there anyone more white than English guys? people now? And, yeah, and we not, why are they so good at making yeah. blues music? <laughs> it's insane. 
You know it's, what? It's, you know what? And maybe I said this the last episode too. I think it's the weather. I think it's the oh, sadness, right, 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 the right. sadness of the Moors, the, fog. the, the, yeah. the unlove that they get from their parents because their parents are so primp and proper, you know, and, yeah. and the drunk dads and the, you know, and the mom making porridge again. And, you know, I mean, this is what I just assume. I assume they're all living in, in Middle Earth. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right, they're right. dealing with orcs and... and uh, the thing, there's a girl selling flowers. <laughs> Maybe she could turn her into a princess. <laughs> they have a landlord named Mr. Scrooge that, you know, he's an asshole, dude. He's, he's, he, he, he's got a Christmas goose and they don't have it. Right, exactly. exactly. They, have eat, they have to eat like, you know, something very like weird, like the feather right. of a dodo or something. So you're saying it's not a coincidence that Dickens I, I, is from there? I think I think in Britain the reason why you get artists that feel and and it's emotional music and the reason that that somebody because the blues comes as we've talked about and blues comes from the hardships that yeah. that the Black America faced you know right outside of slavery and, and coming out of that and then like trying to deal with the south which could all you can only fucking imagine what that it's bad now can you imagine right. what it was like in like the 1890s or the 1900s when blues is being developed and so i don't think like listen these white guys they're not facing those kind of hardships at all but man like when it's when it's when it's sunny for maybe an hour a week <laughs> and you know you're dealing with typhoid and uh polio and i don't know <laughs> help me out here guys what other things do british people deal with like world war bad, one bad dental work yeah bad dental work nazis bombardments you know nazis, what i mean yeah i can't believe, I can't believe I said you're nazi. living in a monarchy and a democracy at the same yeah. time it's a feudal system like you it's hard to get out of that there's gotta, lords there's lords <laughs> yeah people want their tax you know what i mean it's tough man you're eating fucking you're eating like you know cow organs in a bag like little house on the pra it's little house on the prairie but more refined yeah so that's well, anyway, why I, uh, yeah. I know we talked about it before but i'd love bringing it up because it's just so funny to me that these guys just supercharged the blues in such an incredible way it's so and incredible there's, and there's nobody more pale and white on the planet earth than those the british people fucking guys in manchester yeah dude i i mean you can't you can't fucking listen i love the british my mom is obsessed with the british and my mom yeah. was gonna ever have a lesbian experience 100 percent, it would be with dame judy dench um, if my mom was going to mash sniz, it would, she would do it with Dame Judy. Really? Oh my God. I could just imagine my mom. Not being Julie like, Andrews? Not. No, my mom is obsessed with Are You Being Served and all oh, of those okay. shows. She's fascinated with her British heritage and because we're like 33% British and then the rest Russian Jew and she doesn't identify the Russian Jew. She only identifies the, the, the English. And I'm fine with that. I have a little bit of that. I have a little bit of. I like the English culture. It's it's fascinating. It, it's it is fascinating, incredible. and also the way they identify with music. Like they, um, they, the if I, I spent a few months in England working for uh, BBC Radio One. I did an internship mm -hmm. when I was in college there. Uh, I don't know how I got it, I signed up for it randomly, and it was this this incredible like two month journey. I was there. And you would go to like the Virgin, uh, like mega stores, or they have this like record store 
And, and like you would, and you would take like an American record store and then a British record store and the British record store would have the racking tours like everywhere, like Jack White's music. But you go to the American record store and at the time it would be someone like, you know, Missy Elliott or Beyonce, but it was just, it's real rock and roll. Like rock and roll will never die in England. It's, it's, tra- it's, it's definitely changed the style, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's still like they appreciate uh, bass, drums, guitar, vocals. Yep. They appreciate that music. Whereas in America, it's like, it's fleeting. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all <laughs> and my name's bob and my name's patrick and usually we're joined by tom tom's the best tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work but we talk about decidedly not so grown-up things like hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like so that could be the latest shows uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot and listen to Axe to Grind podcast. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, Everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Every time they say it's dying, though, there's always it seems like it makes a comeback. But you might be right. I mean, it's who's bringing it back right now? Who Greta Van Fleet? (laughs) When you say it like that, no. Um, When you say it with such disdain, I love them. I I know they're a little uh, Zep knockoff band. I don't know. A little. I know. I know. We'll we'll see. We will see. We will see. I know Green Day just sold out uh, a little place called Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah. So. The ravine, so it, it does all right, and I think old bands. I, I, oh, listen, no, I, I'll, I'll not. I'm, you're right. Old bands will I never know, that's die. That's an old band. I, I, I just went band. to go see. I went to go see My Morning Jacket at Forest mm-hmm. Hill Stadium. Completely sold out. Incredible show. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to see Corn in like a week, and it, that's going to be sold out. And then I'm going to see Slipknot. Like there's there's bands that started in the early 2000s and, and in the late 90s that are still mm-hmm. rocking. I mean, Christ, the Rolling Stones are going to sell out, you know, Rose right. Bowl but that's Stadium. A that's a whole different thing. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. There's not a new band that's coming out. They're like, this is the band you got to check out. But I'm, I, right. But I'm saying every time they've said that rock and roll is dead, there's always been kind of a new guy. It hasn't happened yet. So this might be it. Yet. This yeah. might be it. This might Let's, be like, I, I'm global curious warming. to see who it is. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's the global warming of music. <laughs> so do, do you want to go this track and track or do you want to talk about this tour? What do you want to do? Let's do some tracks. Um, okay. All right. So we're going off of the United States release. Oh, everybody. US. I was doing the um, British. Okay. You want to do British? We can do British. No, it, uh, they're close enough. The first two I, tracks are the most important anyway all right so lost woman that's what i got first 
the James Gang covered this song in 1969. Uh, this is a bluesy bass riff. Yeah, uh, I, I loved this song, straight up blues track. Uh, and then, because we learned about it in the last episode, the ending is a rave up. <laughs> Double time, baby. Double time. Thoughts the, the, on the, it? The riff is great. The riff is just so catchy. Yeah, very catchy. Uh, then it goes into over, under, sideways, down. Now, this is the interesting track. According to Yardbirds drummer Jim McCarty, the basic outline for this track was inspired by Bill Haley and his comets, Rock Around the Clop. Clop. <laughs> rock Around the Clop. Why can't I talk today? But I actually think Rock Around the Clop is better. The group had heard Haley's song on the radio after a gig and considered adapting it in their own style. At a later recording session, guitarist Jeff Beck started by playing the song's bass line, and the group were soon working out an arrangement. Beck then switched to lead guitar and came up with the intro. McCarty recalled, we needed an intro, and Jeff peeled one out. An instantly recognizable peel that completely took us by surprise. Over and over, we listened back to that line, going back and forth over whether it belonged in the song, and then like a flash of lightning, we realized that it did. More than that, it made the song. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear it now just to see if I can hear any of Rock Around the Clock. Here's an interesting little tidbit about Rock Around the Clock, which tidbit. obviously, uh, you know, was in that movie, The Blackboard Jungle, and sort of kicked off all of rock, rock and roll in 55. One of many songs that kicked off rock and roll, but in a huge way, is that famous guitar solo that he does in Rock Around the Clock. Uh, Bill Haley and his Comets is he does in an earlier Bill Haley song the exact same guitar solo. Really, I don't know the name of that song, unfortunately, but you can look it up and it's crazy. It was like, oh, this is note for note the same. So it's it's incredible. It's incredible. It is because, incredible. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the funny thing too: is that once you think Rock Around the Clock would be in the top ten uh, greatest songs of all time. Yeah. It's not. I wonder what number it is. Oh, well, the fight's got to be something. It's so Adam. influential. Find that out. Uh, but Adam, before you do Adam. that, before you... Now, poor, Adam's doing his job. He's killing okay. it. I love Adam. Huge Adam fan. Play the intro. Hey! You got rock around the clock. You got that pulled up? Yeah, play that real quick. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. The rhythm for sure. Like, that's that's the same oh, drum okay. section that, like, from... I said one, two, three, five, four, rock, 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 then do a ski, but do a doodle, do a boo, and then your shoe, you're gonna rock, cotton round, chock a I hear it. I, I guess I do. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they bit. They bit yeah. a little bit. There's nothing wrong with biting. They were influenced by Bill Haley. Bill Haley's probably taken over the world with that song. It's probably one of the biggest songs out there. All right. Any thoughts on this one? Because uh, I found out this one is ranked rolling stone magazine ranked the song uh number 23 on its list of 100 greatest guitar songs of all time oh guitar songs interesting category yeah 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 and then this single became the yardbirds fifth single to reach the uk top 10 chart mm -hmm. where it peaked at number 10 and in the us it reached number 13 
Yeah. No, it's really, again, it's Jeff Beck is a very creative, experimental guitar player. I mean, besides being having his own greatness about him, he's just, he has a, yeah, that's why. Is he that's top five? Legend. Is he top five guitarist of all time? For me, no, but top 10? Certainly top 20. Certainly okay, top 20. Top 20. Who are yeah, you top five? Uh, here's just off the top of my head. This may be in no order. Okay. Um, Jimi Hendrix, Edward Van Halen, Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, and God, who would be the fifth? Who would be the fifth? I don't know. I'm going to go David Gilmore. Okay. I like That's that my, list. how about you? How about you? Uh, whoever did the solo to beat it. Whoever did the solo to That's Black Eddie Cat Man. by Janet Jackson. Uh, whoever did the solo in uh, Down Under. I don't even know if that's, that's a guitar solo, the one that's like... And then, of course, Slash. Oh, Slash, yeah. Slash, I would, Slash is yeah. my favorite guitar player of all time just because his solos oh. are so hummable. Like, the two yeah. sol there's two solos in November Rain that are both, like, a minute and a half long. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's like, when you see them live in concert, you're just like, it's almost like singing the song along. You're just like, I can, I can hum it now. No, Slash, this is what I love, love about Slash. What's and that? he's, like, right on the bubble. He would be in the 6 to 10, obviously, is the simplicity of his setup gig. Because so many guitar players have this floorboard where there's 30 pedals and they're always kicking their pedal, you know, clicking yeah. at that idea. And he's like, oh, I have a Les Paul guitar and I'll plug it into a Marshall amp and that's my sound. Yeah, Man, he's the like best. The he's the, cool he's he's the, the coolest. He's got the hat. He's got everything that you need in a rock star, the long hair, the cigarette dangling, the post-heroin addiction. I mean... Man, it's and he's so, I'm going to use the word tasty. I feel like his guitar solos are so tasty. Ooh. I love him. Love him to death. So I've seen him many times, many times. One of my, absolutely. Yeah. I always, I always, what I love about Slash is that he's always dressed like a rock star. Like I don't ever <laughs> imagine him wearing like Lululemon. You know what I mean? Yeah, like course, he is, if he goes out of the house, he's wearing a leather vest, leather pants, maybe a, a t-shirt that's got some holes in it. You and doesn't I mean? he also do the cigarette that he puts in at the top of the guitar? Doesn't he yep. also do that? Yep. Oh, that's it the coolest. smokes the whole thing. Incredible. The, so the British version of uh, this song was rechanneled. Yep. AKA splitting a mono mix into a fake stereo mix. I, I don't know. I thought it was just remi I thought they remastered it because it was a mono mix and then they broke apart the part the, and they put the drums and bass on one side and the guitar and the vocals on the other. Listening to this on headphones, I remember it being quite interesting. Um, yeah. Great song. Great song. Wait, what do you got, Adam? Fake stereo is basically you just take the one track you recorded and just split it, and it's the same on both sides. That's fake stereo, basically. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's what this is. I think no. it's I think it's re-channeled mix of it because I've I've heard it, and it's people are upset about it because they're like, oh, I don't like this. Like, oh, now I can really hear the instruments. It's a different – anyway. Good song. Different. Good song. All right, Great. next one I yeah. next one I got is I can't make your way. Oh, interesting. Okay, I, I thought this was good, but just kind of cheesy. Yeah. Uh, then there's farewell. Uh, yeah. This song appears to be about uh, suicide. Or by the lyrics Jeff of the last. Yeah. Jeff do you Beck have leaving the band? Play. Uh, play. Do you have Do you have farewell, Adam? Uh, play 104. Friday's sadness began to creep upon me like the deepest sleep. 
It seemed that only I could see Just what my world would finally be On Sunday back inside my room I draw the blinds this afternoon So, then uh, what we have is Hot House of Omar Oh yeah, Gar I do like this song Adashid. I do like this song you, Wait, wait You don't I know this goes against everything that we talked about in the last record. This is chanting. Yeah. This is a lot of chanting. Play 18 seconds in just so I can um, prove to Fetty Wap. No, because this is emotional. I remember this. Dude, that's chanting, bro. I don't know. I feel like it was more yah, yah, yah music, Beatles style. <laughs> Beck's lead guitar differs noticeably between the two mixes. These two tracks were included in the UK release on side one as tracks three and five, respectively, yep. uh, which bumped Hot House to side two on the UK release, but not on the US. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Epic. They were on Epic, right? Epic, yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not Epic. They were just on Epic. <laughs> that, that was the setting. It was... Uh, yeah, it's a little thing on the stereo. You put it like awesome, incredible, or epic, or the three, <laughs> like, they're, they're basically just EQ bands, but no one knows that. No one knows that. EQ right, um, settings would have been why, better. Why do, you like, why do you like this song, and yet you don't? I don't. I was, I was mistaking it with another song. Sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, how about this? The Naz or Blue? Yeah, that, that's a blues song, right? This is a straight blues song, done very well. The ending is phenomenal. This track... Little known fact, features a rare lead vocal performance by Sir Jeff. Beck. Oh, really? Okay. Yep, he's okay. singing, man. And, it's, and he sings it well, too. Right. Really, really well. Then I've got Rack My Mind. Same thing, just some good blues. Mm -hmm. And then you got Jeff's Boogie. Yes, that's the one. That, I this love is the it. one? This is the one? Yeah. Do you want to hear, hear a little bit of it? Of course, of course. <laughs> Mary has a little lamb in the yes. solo. Yes. Uh, so this, and this is so funny that that it's we found this this fact because uh, the second I heard this, I was like, wow, this sounds like a complete another Chuck Berry ripoff. Uh, the song is loosely based upon Guitar Boogie by him. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this is a, this is a great song. This is. Well, I just there's a I'm trying to think of the guy named Scotty Moore who is Elvis's guitar player. Like all of these English guys loved those rockabilly licks that Scotty Moore used to do. I feel like this is a complete and Beck is incredible at this. Incred yeah. And I don't know if you've seen him play guitar. A lot of times he does not use a pick. He uses his fingers. Wow. So it's like he's just on a whole different level, this dude. Whole different level. Yeah, whole different yeah. level. But him doing that, that Scotty Moore stuff is in, I I can't get enough of it. More Jeff, more. But he you know, he does if you listen to him, he later he goes into jazz, jazz fusion, all yeah, of that he, blow by blow. He didn't like it. It was like, no, play this fifty stuff. It's incredible. I know, but this is that's the thing with certain artists, man. Yeah. I think that's that's probably why he wanted to start breaking away and start going into his form the mm -hmm. Jeff Beck man. Uh because he's because like Toll, my friend Toll Wilkenfeld, 
uh, my homie. She yeah. uh, she tours she, with him, right? She tours with him, and and they they're doing that. If there's that famous clip of him like jamming with her, and then he like looks at her, he's like, "Go do your solo," and it's just the jazz rock like you right. know fusion thing. It's just it's it's crazy. It's it's an incredible solo. If you've never seen it, uh, Fleece Army, listen. Just type in. Tol Wilkenfeld bass solo, and you'll yeah. blow your mind. Yeah, people yeah. always, yeah, people always, whenever I see bass compilations, they always cut to that one and just like, what? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's she's so speaking of, speaking of what? Tasty. Ooh. Her tasty. solos are incredible. Tasty. Tasty cakes. Just a lot of just nuance, great funk. Yeah. And she's uh, like from, isn't she from Australia or she's something? She's from Australia. She was discovered by Prince when she was 16. Oh, um, okay. And then she's been playing with uh, famous people ever since. Great life. She's Incredible. got a great little studio out in the valley. Uh, she's had these epic. It's so cool. She's had these epic jam session birthday parties or like little mm-hmm. get-togethers at her house where like Jackson Brown will be on piano and like her band will be playing and she's on bass and they'll have like a drummer like Vinny Caliuto will sit in. And one of my favorite memories was uh jackson brown playing keys and one of her band her her guitarist owen on guitar and then this, i think Vinny on bass on drums and then uh tall on bass and we did helter skelter and i sang it and had a great sound we we really gelled together well and then afterwards what are the lyrics when you get to the just say them you don't have to say them uh when, when you, you get to the bottom on the back to the top of the slide next time wait when I you get thought, to the bottom that's the what I just it? make them up, dude. Oh, I, just I, see, make, I, I don't know the real lyrics. I mean, I make up, if I know it phonetically, I can sound like I'm oh, singing awesome. the song perfectly. Awesome. But it's because all you got to do is just have confidence. To the back of the bottom of the side <laughs> of the top of the top. I go, I go. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the side. Next time I stop and I go for a ride. When I get to the bottom, I'm going to do it again. How about vocal? Right. Oh, he, dude! If you, oh, darling! Oh, yes, my fave. That's that's McCartney at his at his bluesiest. Yeah. We do a great cover of that. But I remember afterwards, after I sang Helter Skelter, I'm out in her little patio area, and Jackson Brown came out, and he goes, he's like, "Dude, you are a monster! Like, yeah. just your voice." And he's just like, "Oh, God. it was just, it was just, oh, it was so great." Like, that must have been one of the best days of your life. It was up there. You know what I mean? It was up there. Like, you know, Give me a better this, day. This Give me a better day. Give me a better right day. now. Going over Roger the engineer Isn't with that sarcasm. That's sarcasm. Keep it's going. Let's, let's All right. He's always there. Yep. Thoughts on that? You want? You want to talk about it? Because I, I want to hear get, it. Oh, you want to hear it? All right. So here, play. Uh, he's always there. Okay, I get it. I, I remember right. this. Yeah, yeah. This is another example of Roger the engineer not doing a great job. <laughs> Roger the engineer dropped the ball. Turn into Earth. Uh, very Gregorian.
And then I have no thoughts on what do you want and ever since the world began. I really don't. I mean, there's a couple tracks I probably could have left off. I think you could have ended it into Turn Into Earth. That would have been a nice way right. to end the record. Nothing wrong with what do you want and nothing wrong with ever since the world began. Just not enough for me to put any thoughts down on them. Right, right, right. Well, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I, uh, to me, the, the, the album, and I think I like Jeff's Boogie more than you do. But the out those first two songs of the album are just like they set a bar and then they every time they tried to jump over that bar they hit it with their leg or the, the, they nicked it with their arm and it yeah yeah but still again this is just one of many many albums they have yeah and it's uh, I know a, a lot of people think it's their best album and I do love the Jeff Beck's creativity on this album. I, I couldn't it. agree with you more. I, like I said, compared to having a rave up, this yeah, yeah, is yeah. far better. Uh, the songs flow a lot better. It's original material. So you're at least like, okay, they're writing. Uh, I give it out of five. I give it a, I give it a three, three. three yeah. 3.1, yeah. 3.1 out of five. I'm going to start and doing if that. If you're Adam. especially his, interested in the history of British and early psychedelic psychedelia, psychedelia what is the word how do you say it if you're interested in that yeah that's all that's all in there and just the huge guitar hero explosion that's about to happen over the next year can we talk about what happened in 1966 when they toured behind this album a little bit because it's no please there's so many things that happened it's incredible Tell us, because uh, I don't know. So it starts out with Paige and Plant doing the double, excuse me, not Paige and Plant, Paige and Beck doing the double guitar hero thing. They come to the United States in the fall of 1966, and they go on, are you ready for this? Hold your hat. Milton, The Milton Berle Show. You, you can see this clip online. Milton Berle introduces Milt from vaudeville, mm-hmm. Mr. Television, Mr. Tuesday night is still holding on, on an ABC show in the sixties, trying to, uh, you know, reach the youth culture brings on the Yardbirds, and they do that song happenings. I'm going to read cause I can never happenings 10 years time ago. And it's they're, they're uh, miming it. What is it when you, they lip sync to this song? What do they call that? Uh, mimicking, yeah, 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 yeah. To, to the track, to the track. But yeah. you can see the band is there, Beck is there, Paige is there, and they are about to go on a nationwide tour with Dick Clark for Dick Clark's Caravan of Fun or whatever it's called, Caravan of Stars across the United States as the third act. You know, remember when rock and roll had many acts on their shows. Mm-hmm. Like they would have, there would be like eight acts or something like that. So they're the third act on the show. Headlining Jerry Lewis's kid, Gary Lewis and the Playboy. They had a big hit with this diamond ring. Number two on the t- uh, second headliner on the show, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Do you know those guys? No. Do you know the song Wooly Bully? Of course. That's them. Okay, good. Then I do know them. That's their song. So that's they have Wooly Bully. They also had this very cute song when I was a kid called Little Red Riding Hood. I'm sure you've never heard of it. And then uh, and then the Yardbirds. So they did this tour. During the tour, okay, Jerry Lewis's kid 
is the like the the headliner. He gets drafted. It has to go into the army. <laughs> so <laughs> way different times. I know. I know. I know. I know. He has to go to Vietnam. Uh, so they get replaced by Dino, Desi, and Billy. I know you don't know this band. I don't know them. No. That's Dean Martin's kid. So in a way, the Yardbirds opened for Jerry Lewis's kid and Dean Martin's kid on the same tour. And that's the tour also where Jeff Beck leaves the band or gets kicked out of the band. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible fall of 1966 Huge tour, and then Paige takes over the band, and that becomes Led Zeppelin two years later. Uh, Adam has uh, the Hall of Fame clip. Show us oh, that he does. one. Okay. Yeah, let's see that one now, because I got to see this. Yeah, I have done other music uh, after the Arbeds, but uh, anyway, somebody told me I should be proud tonight, but I'm not, because they kicked me out. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I know. It seemed like it was kind of funny at the time, but he, even his his first thing was like, uh, I did a lot of music after this band. Uh, yeah. This, that, don't define me by this. I mean, I thought it was going to be like, fuck you, fuck you, you go fuck yourself. Roger the engineer couldn't mix for shit. Uh, you're all a bunch of bullocks. Shove it up your wang zuki. Okay, <laughs> and, then, and now they're going to go play. And it's... Let's see. Do I have any good facts that I think are good? Um, let me take a look because you already just did the whole thing. You, no, you had to, I love you, that band. I, I just love. Oh, can I give you one final thing from that tour of 66 that you might blow your mind? Hit me, dude. Uh, before they join, this is a, I just still I can't get my head around it. Before they join Dick Clark's Caravan of Fun or whatever, it's Caravan of Stars, they go and do a couple gigs back east, one of them at the famous Staples High School. Do you know about Staples High in mm-hmm. Westport? Staples High is this legendary high school where these two kids were like, we want to bring rock bands to our high school. And the, the guys are like, yeah, you can bring them to your high school. You can't charge more than $3. That's the thing. So everyone can. What buy. year is this? 66. Okay. So, so and three, 66. three bucks. Three bucks is like, you can buy That's a, a lot. car for three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, a, so they bring the Yardbirds. Opening is Steven Tyler's band, pre Aerosmith. <laughs> this is when Steven Tyler meets Jimmy Page. Actually, he's like, I'll be your roadie and brings his equipment on stage, the whole thing. Steven Taladero or whatever that guy's name was back then. And then, uh, and then of course, loves the Yardbirds, as does Joe Perry, and they open most of those Aerosmith shows doing the Yardbirds' train kept rolling. They No way. That's from the, yeah, the, yeah. So, yeah, so that was like a great kind of a convergence moment at a Staples High School in Westport, Connecticut. That's so and cool. Cream, cream Doors played that school. Cream played that school. How is that? Who, how do these, what, what do these kids go on I to do with the rest of their life? Do they I become like the next Billy Graham's? I don't think so. I, you mean Bill Graham. Billy Graham was a uh, televangelist. Uh, t- exactly. Okay. Well, same thing. We all knew who I was talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It was just, 
I love that like that moment happened and that the Yardbirds, and I know we're kind of making fun of them and the engineer and all of that stuff, but they really is a direct line, not only to Led Zeppelin, but also to Aerosmith and playing like in a guitar band. And I, I, I don't know if you, what you feel about Aerosmith, but I'm I love huge. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. I don't want to miss a thing. I love, uh, I love, uh, I should be in a fucking Aerosmith cover band. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that loving an elevator? That was loving an elevator. Yep. How can you not tell, dude? Do you want a little bit of Fetterman trivia? Hit me. <laughs> I was at the video shoot of Love in an Elevator, and I'm in the crowd for that video. Find it. Find it right now. Find it right now. Pause it. No, we have to. Wayne, we have to. No, 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 no. I don't don't know if I – I actually haven't watched the video in a while. I don't know if you can see my face, but I'm definitely – I was definitely there. And here's the thing is, you know, they they kept lip-syncing it over and over and over again. And then during one break, they were like, let's just play a song. We got the band oh, here. That's cool. What'd they what they do? Did they play? Train kept and rolling. No, they didn't. Dude, they this Birds. is like, of course, you're only coming on for the Yardbirds. I'm never having you back for any <laughs> yeah, other band. That's all I know about. That's all you know. It's like you're doing all the offshoots. You'll do Led Zeppelin. You'll do a Jeff Beck <laughs> record, a Faces or whatever, whatever. <laughs> faces. We're going to do a whole Patreon episode on Roger and his bad production. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it. I wonder if that guy's still alive. No, God, no. He's Wayne uh, Fetterman making fun of me. He's such a huge fan of yours, too. He's a huge fan. He loves Pistol Pete Maravich. Loves. Um, so, so that's. I think that's a great way to wrap this whole thing up, right? For sure. All right, well, then I got to ask you the questions. You ready for yes. some rapid fire? Yes, yeah, let's do it. Let's All rapid right. fire. Favorite song on the record? You know, it's... A, I'm going to say Jeff's boogie. I know it's night. I know it's just a rock and roll and he's just doing those licks and stuff. I would say that's my number one. And number two is lost woman. Okay. Uh, I really like that song even more than over under sideways down. Yeah. Okay. Least favorite song on the record. Oh, maybe turn into earth. Okay. I respect that. Um, What song, this is the question that you hate, but you know, it's coming. What song on this record would you fuck to? (laughs) Why? Why? Um, <laughs> because how uncomfortable you get that's why I don't know. i'm gonna say hot house of omagarshadin okay because <laughs> it has the word hot in it and maybe it'll help me maintain my right who knows who knows don't don't worry dude i ask everybody this i asked rita wilson tom hanks's wife this right, i asked neil right. degrasse tyson this <laughs> Everybody. Uh, all right. Now, this is, this, is a, this is a newie because it's yes, this record. You've done two of them, and you've had your back for the second time for this. Thank what you. album is better, Rave Up or Roger the Engineer? And I'm going to even throw in a third one, Fly Like an Eagle, because those are the three <laughs> records uh, you've been three. on. Well, I, in order. Are you ready? Here's in order. I'm going to go Fly Like an Eagle. Number one? Yeah. Okay. Number two is going to be having a Rave Up. Because, yeah, I really like I'm a Man. I like those old, the, the, yeah. the cover songs they did. I just do. Yeah. And I feel like you got a sense of, like, what that band was like when they were at the Crawdaddy Club trying to step into those huge shoes that the Rolling Stones left when they, yeah. you know, like, they're like, all right, we can do it, too. They did it, you know, that kind of thing. So it just, I, and, and then this, and then uh, Roger, the engineer. Dist- I'm. I'm going to go. I'm I know you go. like this album. 
I did like this. What is it about the second that you and I both get on a podcast together? We both get indigestion. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been burping the whole time. Too. I mean, I apologize. I, I, no, 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 no. Anytime I sit down to do this podcast. Anytime I sit down to do a podcast taping, I'm like, all right, so let me tell you about <laughs> uh, the problem with the consistency is right just had spaghetti sorry, sorry. <laughs> i just had pasta too that's how you start my day with pasta <laughs> me too i eat i eat the same thing i've had the same lunch every day that i've been here in new york city whole wheat pasta ground turkey meat a uh, little bit of rayo sauce and, and a huge handful of raw broccoli. wait 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 a minute. tell me about the rayo sauce you don't know about Rayo sauce? I do know. I just found out about it last year. I love it. And not only do I love the Rayo sauce from Italy, it's a little pricier than the other, right? Oh, yeah. Adam's adding his head also. It's so <laughs> good that I add it to, you know, I do, I defrost frozen meat, you know, stovers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like little, and then I add it to it, mix it in while I'm, def you know, in the microwave. And it, it enhances everything. Tell me your, everything. how you came across it. Everything. I, I, you know what I did? I went to Gelson's one day when I started cooking for myself. And, and this nutritionist was like, you need to start eating like whole wheat food and, and turkey meat. So I'm a, since I'm such an addict, I just was like, okay, I'll eat it every day. Mm -hmm. And you try other sauces and they just are crap compared to Rayo. Rayo's is literally like you're in a restaurant. I've never grown tired of it. I've never once been like, this is, I don't want to eat this. Every time I sit down. Do you I get it the regular or do you get it with the, um, just like a. The, the sensitive, the sensitive you know, marinara for, oh. for people with weak <laughs> stomachs. Uh, no, dude, I do regular marinara. Sometimes I've gotten the Arabiata or, or okay. yeah, the Aurora yeah. Borealis. And then sometimes I've gotten tomato basil only because they're out of it. Uh, I haven't done anything else besides those three, but it's without a doubt the marinara. I just put a dab on, so it's not too much. I add a little little splash of water to break it up, so it covers the pasta. Mm -hmm. and, and dude, I mean, it's I remember because my my sister is the one that would get like prego. And the funny You're thing right. is my, my sister has money. She's a fucking doctor and her husband's a lawyer and they're the cheapest people I've ever met in my life. It's like they're feeding their kids like crap processed food. And it's like, you can't eat processed spend. My dad always said it, spend the money, spend the money on things that you're going to eat. You're going to use a lot. And, and it's like, if I'm going to have this sauce every day, mm -hmm. Yes, you can eat for forty dollars a week if you want to. I'm eating for almost forty dollars a week for lunch and breakfast. I mean, it's it's nothing. The only meal that I pay for is dinner, and that's because every night I'm at the comedy clubs when it's time to eat dinner. So, you know, I usually go to the stand or I'll do the cellar. The cellar has good food. Cellar doesn't give you a free meal. They give you half price. Half price. Okay. But but I mean, you get a chicken Caesar salad oh, yeah. and three oh, skewers no, of love... chicken. Yeah. Three skewers of chicken for. Um, you know, for 16, not even 16 bucks. That's with a tiramisu. It's like, it's like 11 bucks. And then I get a dessert and then I get a dessert. I get a tiramisu almost every night. Well, can I say where we differ once again? We, you know, where do we differ? I don't put a dab of the rays. a lot, don't you? I drown it. I Ugh. drown it. And I would never cut it with water. That's insane to me. It's not Adam is shaking it. his head. I would never, I would never even it's, think of cutting it with water. It's not cutting it. It's my mom taught me to do this. It's so diluting. It, it, it's not even dilute. I guess it is diluting because it's so chunky and thick of tomatoes and delicious stuff that you gotta <laughs> just you want to like, dude. I'm not. It's like I can't. If I smother 
Fetterman it's, style. It's, if, I, if, I, if I go Fetterman style, yeah. it is, it's a way, it's I'm wasting money. I get through like two or three meals. Oh, I can I get six meals out of it. Just, I mean, and now you I are say, related to your sister. I get it. I get it. It's not a dude. trying to stretch the dollar. I get I'm, tr- it. I'm trying to dude. Yes, I am. I guess I am. I am trying to stretch the dollar a little bit, but it's like you don't need a lot, dude. Just a little bit of snake, snake, snake oil. Just a little dab of right? And that's where we differ. Okay. <laughs> I just drown it. I drown. <laughs> and that's why your indigestion was. Of course, you, 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 you belched five more times than I did today. I apologize. Uh, last question. Uh, does Wait, this you record- were going to say you were going to say what you you were going to say? Oh something. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would say gotta go fly like an eagle. Uh, number oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then I would do I would do the engineer, and then I would do Raybo. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I like this one. I really like this record. It, you know, what's funny is this: you don't think because I listened to that last one, and I was like, okay, I was like, God, another Yardbirds record. We got so much cool stuff coming up. I got like Depeche right. Mode coming up. I got yeah. Meatloaf, uh, Bad Out of Hell. I've been listening to those in advance just to prep. Yeah, and that's I gonna love- be more. Your that's gonna be more your. Yeah. Oh, dude, Depeche Mode is like oh, it's so good. Violators. Speaking of, I guarantee Roger the Engineer wasn't involved with that record. That sounds <laughs> Not at all. incredible, Not at- right? Incredible. Yeah. Roger, Roger got was out of the game by that point. Roger. <laughs> can, we look up, can we look up his credits, by the yeah. way? Because he Pull might, Roger he, the Engineer. Up to, he, he engineered Dark Side of the Moon. You know. <laughs> After all of this, he's, he's, he, he did the Titanic soundtrack. He did he did Appetite for Destruction. Exactly. He did Hootie and the Blowfish. Crack uh, right. the mirror. Whitney Houston, all- I will always love you. That's hilarious. Speaking of that, speaking of that, I my friend, uh, you might know her. She's a comic in L.A. named Katie Carazzola. She she's really uh, you know she's probably around our age. Uh, super fun on stage. Uh, mm-hmm. She's doing comedy that she quit for a while. She's back into it. She's a great host, runs a great show at the Laugh Factory. I became friends with her during the pandemic. Her husband is uh, the guy, he's a producer and he produced uh, a lot of Celine Dion. He produced a lot of Neil Diamond. And one of them, I think he did My Heart Goes On. Like he's a, he's a, I mean, he's got fuck you money, but he's the nicest guy. And I met him at a right. show and it's just, it was just so cool. It seems like, I'm going to say his name's like Armand. Um, it doesn't make a difference. Let's, let's look up Roger the engineer. So for Roger the engineer, the only other like notable name that jumps out of me that he worked on was, where is it? Uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer. They, they, oh, okay. The works volume one. And then again for Emerson, Lake and Palmer, the return of Mentacori. Nah. No. Okay, it's interesting. I'm sorry. I feel like I mean, was, stuff, he did nothing. He I just did. think it's funny that he's the name of the thing, and like that's my big criticism. But well, you know, I guess it's good to know that he, you know, he, dude, how cool is that though? Look, look, you know, they drew a picture of him. Right. They named the record after him. He's now on the cover. Legend. Legend, right. a legendary album He's that's in legendary. the 500 greatest albums. On um, it's not on the new list, by the way. This record, neither is one not of them on the, are on the new list. There's no one of them. on the yeah. no, no, it's not. But uh, get your freak on is, of course. And and also we found out Adam uh, put this up. This is for everybody listening. If you've been listening through the whole episode, Rock Around the Clock is not on the 500 greatest songs of all time. Yeah, I could, I, could, I could, yeah. Well, look, I mean, the time marches on. 
Time does march on, man. Next thing um, you know, it's like, give my regards to Broadway isn't going to be on that list anymore. <laughs> I doubt it's on that list anyway, <laughs> dude. That's definitely not. Um, well, certainly take me out to the ball game is on the list, right? Finish out the top 10, Adam. Do you saw that list up? Let me go back. I'm having too much fun. I don't want this to end. No, it's good. It's, it's good. Just, I, we, we should, dude, you should come on regularly and, and, or just be my, my, be my co-host because I, this is, you're just the greatest person in the world, Fetty Wap. Thanks, man. And you, Thanks. I'll be honest with you. You know who canceled? Do you want to know who canceled? Yeah, I do. Jeff Beck. <laughs> what? Jeffy, Jeff Beck, dude, we had him. And then, uh, and then he was like, uh, we didn't have him. <laughs> I don't know. The, the reason I would believe that is just because you're friends with his bass player. I would think you were in that world a little bit. Can I can I tell you my one of my favorite Jeff Beck bands songs? Sure. It's a cover song that he did. You know, remember when we were with Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood a little bit when he was th like that band. Faces, right? No, before face. Yeah, this is a, this is before faces, and then it was just called Jeff Beck Group, I think. In the band, the album's called Truth, and there's a song called "I'm Not Superstitious." Uh -huh. It's an old Howlin' Wolf song, and I don't know. I, I would love to go out with that. I just think you would love it. I just, I, you know. All right. Well, you have anything you want to promote? No, 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 no. I mean, it's history of stand up. The book from Mark Twain to Dave Chappelle. That's it. That's it. Are you going to Moon Tower next week? I don't think so. I don't. Will you be there? I will be there. I yeah. thought because I saw they're doing something with the history of stand up there. Yeah, is somebody. No, is some, I, I think that's Rich Scheidner is doing something with that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, Adam, you want to play a song and then we'll be done. So just to give you the top ten, number nine was Fleetwood Mac's "Dreams" to round out the top ten, and then Outcasts "Heya." Oh, okay. okay. It's a different right. kind of vibe. Different vibe, but you know what wasn't a different vibe? This one. Perfect episode. Perfect. 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 I love you, Fatty Wap. Just listen to this. I know it's a slow intro. I love it. This is great. Is the whole album like this? That's the best cut on it, in my opinion. But that is pretty good, right? That's great. Um, dude, so thank you for coming on, dude. Um, All right. Anytime. So, uh, go, yeah, get, get ready, because you're, you're going to be our fallout guy. <laughs> you're gonna, I'm just going to, like, if we have a fallout, Fetty Wap is the number one call. All right. Later, gentlemen. All right. Later, buddy. Thanks again, Wayne. Thank you. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Why is it that we both have indigestion throughout this whole podcast? Follow Wayne on Twitter at Fetterman and on Instagram at InstaFetterman. I-N-S-T-A-F-E-D-E-R-M-A-N. And for all things Wayne Fetterman, go to his website, WayneFetterman.com. Make sure you get that book, The History of Stand-Up, from Mark Twain to Dave Chappelle. And keep your eyes peeled for the... George Carlin documentary on HBO. Listener shout out, huge thank you to Maria Hernandez at O-G-M-A-R-I-A-M-A-R-I-A. -A -A. I've known Maria for a very long time. She came to all my shows in San Diego. She's been a huge supporter of me, the jam, and the 500. 
She beefed up her Patreon uh, to help us out because she got a new job. Congratulations. She's working for Amazon. Yay, Maria. Maria. I just met a girl named Maria. La, 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 la. And Chelsea, if you're listening, I will read that voicemail for you because you want me to do it. Oh, God, I should, I should honestly do that. For $5, you join the Patreon, I'll give you an outgoing voicemail message. Uh, let's do it, man. Let's do something weird. I love you, Maria. Thank you for supporting me and supporting the show. At OG Maria Maria. Dig it. Follow her. She rules. All right, guys. Yardbirds. New music. Who do we got? Kaleo. They're from Iceland. They're blues rockers. Just like the Yardbirds, they adopted a sound that wasn't native to them and have gone on to play at Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, and Coachella and were nominated for a Grammy. And you're listening to their song, Break My Baby, off their brand new record, Surface Sounds. Find the links on the website, the500podcast.com. And if you are in a band and you want your music uh, played on the 500 because you were influenced by one of these albums or artists, send us your song. Send us your song. Send us your song to 500podcast at gmail.com and put the album and artist that influenced you in the subject line. Hey, yo, that's my worst Jay-Z. I was trying to do one next week. <laughs> yo, it's Jay-Z. Yo. Next week is Jay-Z week. First one, man. First Jay-Zizzle. Hove, as some call him. Uh, 2003's The Black Album. It's next week. Listen. Homie. Scomi. Katomi. Stay fancy.
Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Next Chapter Podcasts.